This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. We are in the Christmas season. And like I said earlier, it's, I really believe it can be the most wonderful time of the year. And for you to actually to walk in, I, I like to say the spirit of Christmas is Christmas, amen? Christmas, you know, Christ is in Christmas, um, that we need to be focused on Jesus. Amen. Jesus is the reason for the season, but Jesus is the reason for every season. No matter what season we may be in our lives, no matter what we're going through, Jesus is the reason for every season. This month, I want us to focus on Jesus and particularly worshiping Jesus. Uh, the title of my sermon series this month is Come Worship Jesus. Amen. Come Worship Jesus. My goal in this series is to get you into a place where you make worship not just a Sunday morning event, but make worship a lifestyle that will define you as a Christ follower. How many worshipers do we have in the house today? Say this after me. I'm a worshiper of Jesus. You know, I think about that and there's millions of people that are home on Sunday morning. I, get, I walk out of my house and I see my neighbor on my right. Their cars are there. My neighbor on my left, their cars are there. My neighbor in front of me, their cars are in the driveway. You know, and, uh, and they're making Sunday morning for themselves. But, but as Christ followers, we're making Sunday for Jesus. Amen. And now, uh, now let's focus on, the, 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 and this is going to be the main theme of the series, the verse that we're going to be going with all month. And it's in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. It says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Underline that if, you're, if, you, got the, if you have a Bible and you can write in it. Uh, underline, we have come to worship him. Amen. So, so here, the wise men, they sought Jesus out. And it's interesting that they were called wise men because wise people are smart enough to worship Jesus. Amen. In this culture that we live in, I call it a me culture. People are, are focused on fame, fortune, and pleasure. The Bible says in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. And they will be seeking things for themselves, but not as Christ's followers. We're not seeking things for ourselves. We're seeking God. Amen? Let me make a statement that I know it's, it's called X now. It used to be Twitter that you could tweet. I don't know if you still can tweet things on X. But uh, God doesn't exist for mankind. Mankind exists for God. Can I say it again? God doesn't exist for us. We exist for God. So, so the revelation is, it's really not all about us. It's really, we need to make it all about Jesus. 
So when we become people, when we become people that make it all about Jesus, we will be a habitation of God's glory. Because the Bible says that 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 he inhabits who? Jesus inhabits the praises of his people. And so if you want to be a habitation of God, I, I don't know about you, but I want God to inhabit me. See, see, listen, if you're grumbling and complaining, I don't think God's inhabiting you in that frame of mind. But if you're worshiping God, then you become a habitation for the Lord. Amen. I want the Holy Spirit to feel comfortable in me. Amen. And he feels comfortable and he's excited when we are worshiping the Lord. Amen. We are created to worship God. I, I believe we can all go to a higher expression of worship. Can anybody go a little higher Amen. in their worship to God? Amen. Amen. I was talking to Paula right before the service and she, she plays the piano and she was playing yesterday and she said she was worshiping the Lord for a few hours and how she just felt the presence of God. And, she, and, and you know what? She's still glowing, hallelujah, from yesterday's worship. And I don't know about you, but I want to glow for Jesus. You know, Moses was on the mountaintop and he was in the presence of God. And the Bible says when he came down, his, his face shined he had to put a veil over it because it was, it was shining so bright. And I, and I believe that as we spend time with God, that it will affect our personality. Amen. How many people need a personality upgrade? <laughs> How many people need that personality to go a little higher, be, maybe a little bit more joyful, a little bit more uh, expressive in the, in, the, in the love of God? So today I want to talk to you about expressing uh, our worship through different ways. And today, I want to talk to you about expressing your worship through lifting of hands. Oh, pa- oh Pastor, you're going, now, you, now you're meddling in my worship. I thought worship was a personal thing. Well, worship is actually not just a personal. And some people say, you know, my religion is personal. No, your religion is supposed to be public. Mm, I'm preaching to somebody today. In other words, we're supposed to be letting our light shine before people so people can see our good works and glorify God that is in heaven. So, so your religion should not be a private thing. It should be a public thing. Can I get a witness? Because Jesus said, if you deny me before people, I will deny you. Oh, that's getting Deep, Pastor. Are you saying that Jesus could deny you? If you deny him before people, he says he will deny you before the Father and the angels. So I don't want to be denying Jesus. No, I want to be shouting Jesus. In other words, go to the mountaintops, amen? And shout Jesus from the mountaintops. So let's look at some scriptures that will help us understand the power of of ra- ra- just raise your hands to the Lord, like uh, uh, all you raise your hands to the Lord. There's power in raising your hands to the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. You can put them down. And it takes effort to do it, doesn't it? Do you know it takes effort to raise your hands? 
You know, it takes effort. It's called, it's called the sacrifices of praise. And sometimes you just don't feel like there's a, there's a song that says, lift up those heavy hands, shake off those heavy bands, and praise the Lord. I don't know if you ever heard that song before. That's a little, you know, lift up those holy hands and shake off those heavy bands and praise the Lord. Amen. So, so, so David, in Psalm 63, he was dealing with some issues in his life. You know, David dealt with a lot of issues through his life in serving God. And just because you serve God doesn't mean you're not going to deal with issues. I, I wish that was the case. I wish as soon as we got saved, we didn't have to deal with issues. I, I mean, it would have been nice to get saved and go straight to heaven. Amen. That would be nice. But, but you know what? That we have to be down here because why? God has a calling on each one of our lives. Amen? And so David, uh, he was dealing with some, some areas in his life. And um, in Psalm 63, he says, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. So we see here that, that David was calling out, earnestly seeking the Lord, and it appears that he was in a dry season in his life. I'm going to say this. Sometimes in our walk with God, there are times where we don't sense the presence of God, and we, sense, and we have a dryness. Am I talking to anybody today? We, 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 we have a dryness in our walk. And so, and so here, uh, David was earnestly seeking the Lord because he needed, I don't know about you, but I need to feel God at times. I need a touch from the most high God. And maybe you might feel dry in your walk. Maybe uh, you, you are, you know, not in that place where you need to be. Well, I believe uh, that, that even Christmas sometimes, because during Christmas time, it can be the worst times in people's lives and the best times. They say during the holidays, there are more suicides during the holidays than any other time of the year. Why? Because, because there's loved ones that went home to be with the Lord and you miss your family. And, and, so, and so it can be the best or the worst times. But see, if you're seeing through the eyes of Jesus... It's going to be the best times in your life. It's all how you... you got to put on the glasses, Jesus glasses. And when you put on Jesus glasses, things look more rosier. Things look more better. you got to filter out all the negative that's in this life. Jesus, looking through the eyes of Jesus, filters out all the negatives. Amen? So, so, so we don't want to draw back, but we want to press in to the things of God. Now, in verse 2, it says, I have seen you in the sanctuary, and I beheld your power and your glory. Notice that, that the, the glory and the power is in the sanctuary. Now, I'm not saying that there, there, there can't be glory and power when you're worshiping in your house or when you're worshiping in your car. Yes, God can do that. But there's something about being in the house of the Lord. And can I preach to somebody today? Being in here where, where David said, I've seen your power and I've seen your glory. 
in the sanctuary. And I'm going to say this, yes, worship is great solo. I, I like worshiping God privately, but there's something about worshiping God publicly. It's something about worshiping Him with other believers in the house. Amen. <coughs> and when, he, when we worship Him together, God can move in a supernatural way to bless each one of us. Amen. And I love this in Psalm 63.3. It says, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. You see, in worship, David was reflecting on God's love for him. Worship brings a greater revelation of God's love for us and reveals to us as we have heartfelt worship towards him. You see, worship is loving God, but in the process of worshiping God, God downloads his love to us. Amen. Amen. And so worship brings a greater revelation, I'm preaching to somebody today, of God's love. And I'm going to say this, that if you got a great revelation of God's love, you'll never stray from God. You'll never go away from God. You see, if Adam and Eve understood the love of God, they would never have been conned in eating of the tree of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. They took the knowledge of good and evil over the revelation of God's love for them. They, they didn't believe that God truly loved them, so they partook of the tree. But if they had a revelation of God's love for them, they would have never partook of the tree. And when you have a revelation of God's love for you, you won't take, partake of the tree of sin that tries to tempt you throughout the days of your lives. Can I get a witness in the house today? So I'm going to say this, the most important revelation in praise that you can receive, I'm preaching to somebody today, is a revelation of God's love. Oh, I'm preaching for you. Because when you get that revelation, it doesn't matter how many devils come against you. It doesn't matter how hard the attacks might be. You're going to be resting in the promises of God's word. Like Jesus said, I, I, into your spirit, I commit my hands. I commit, uh, it, I commit, uh, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> into your hands, I commit my spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm getting it out. Glory to God. I'm excited this morning. Amen. So let's look at Ephesians because one of the most powerful prayers, I'm, I'm not digressing this morning. I'm still talking about worship because worship is love. Is worship love? It, it's actually saying, I love you, God, more than I love myself, more than I love Sunday mornings, more than, are you hearing what I say? I love you and I'm going to worship you on Sunday morning. In Ephesians 3, 15 through 19, Paul is encouraging the believers to, to pray these, these prayers. And he says, uh, and Paul is praying these prayers for the church of Ephesus. And these are prayers that you can pray for yourself. We have those prayers out there in the lobby. And, and this is uh, Ephesians three fifteen, From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. I'm going to say praise will strengthen you in your inner man. That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, 
Now, this is where I want to get to, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge. Paul is saying that, I, that you need to pray a prayer that you know the love of God that, that surpasses all knowledge. Amen. Have a depth of God's love and that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Can I get out of my chair today? My Lord Jesus, I'm getting out of my chair today now. You see, if you're filled with the fullness of God and God is love, then you're filled with the fullness of love. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And when we're filled with the fullness of love, it doesn't matter what is happening in our lives at this season in our lives. Amen? It, it, it doesn't matter. And when we have a knowledge, an understanding of God's love, then we'll be able to endure any hard thing that comes down the pike in our lives. Amen? Any sin that we, anytime we stray away from God, it's because we lack faith. And if we're lacking faith, we're lacking the understanding of God's love because faith works by love. Amen. I love that. Now, in verse tw- uh, 63, verse 4, it says, I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. There, 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 now we're at that point. David's saying, now I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. Notice the expression of worship was to raise his hands. I believe one of the most powerful expressions of worship is to raise your hands to God. Amen. And victory. Amen. We're going to talk about that. And Apostle Paul got the revelation when he instructed Timothy, his son in the faith, in worship. In 1 Timothy 2.8, Paul is writing this to Timothy, a young pastor, and he's, he's teaching Timothy... At, uh, the, the importance of worship. And he says in, in, in 1 Timothy 2.8, I desire therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. You, so, so there are some people that are angry with God. And when people get angry with God, what do they do? They shake their fist at God. Do they not? They shake their fist and say, God, and they shake their fist at God. And, and, and they say negative things towards God. God, why are you doing this to me? Why are you coming against? God's not coming against you, and he's not doing it to you. You're getting the wrong God mixed up. It's the devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If there's death in your life, God is not promoting it. It's the devil that's promoting death. He's the thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the Bible says that, that, God, that, that the devil, the little g God, is the God of this world system. Some people say, well, if God is full of love, why is there so much mayhem in the world? Because God is full of love, and he gives us free will, and he doesn't control mankind. For evil to persist, all, it ha- all we have to do is for good men to do nothing. So that's why God created us. Why? To pray. To do some good things. To to, to try to stop some of this evil that's going forth. Your prayers are making a difference. 
So he's saying, I desire therefore that all men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. It's interesting in this study, in this study, Paul is not saying mankind. He is focusing on the men in the church. He's saying really that men, and I, I, I hate to say this, but it seems like women tend to have a better worship than men. Oh, I'm preaching. It seems like there's more ladies in the church than men. It might be more ladies in heaven than men. And reason why most men are in church because their wives are, are bringing them to church. I'm preaching to somebody today. Thank God for the spiritual ladies in the house. Thank God. And I think a lady has a natural tendency to love. I don't think men have that natural tendency. A man has a natural tendency to work. Men like to work. Ladies like to love. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians, uh, Paul is talking to the husbands, and he says to the husbands, he doesn't say this to the wives, but he says to the husbands, husbands, love your wives. He doesn't say to the wives, love your husbands. Why? Because ladies have a tendency to love. Who was the first person that met Jesus when he was resurrected? It was Mary, right? She was up earlier. and There was no guy that was up. He was sleeping in. Is that right? So, so ladies have a tendency. They seem to have more of a nurturing uh, 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 about them. And, and so, so as men, I think we need to set the standard. I'm preaching to somebody today in worship. Amen. Somebody say set the standard. So God's standard of worship is lifting hands without having a negative attitude. I, I believe that if, if men, see, men seem to be, at men, as, and I'm a man, we, we seem to be uh, people that, that, that are independent and, and want to be like, you know, we can do these things and we don't think about God, but you need to get God in everything that you do. And, and I know men can do some things and we have abilities and we have giftings, but don't get caught up in those giftings because it's God that gives you those giftings. Amen. So, so I want to challenge everybody that when, when we do worship, that, that even today, I'm not too sure, I think we'll be doing a Christmas song. And I love Christmas because when I'm listening to the Christmas songs, it's all about Jesus. And it makes me want to worship. So I want to encourage you today, if you may have never done it, to raise your hands in worship. So, so I'm going to say this, men set a standard. So, so, why, so what is the... The key of lifting up worship. And why is God so blessed in us raising our hands? Well, and, and, and what does it do for us and what does it do for God? Well, let's, let's talk about what it does for us. Lifting hands to God in worship reveals a posture of dependency. I never said this before, but it, it, it's a posture of dependency. If anybody ever had children in here uh, and you have a child... And there may be a toddler. And what they do is when they want you to pick them up, what do they normally do? When they want some love, right? A toddler, they'll go, uh. right? They do that, right? Toddlers do that, right? And you're like, okay, we'll pick you up, man. Give you a hug. hug. I, some of you might need God to hug you. Some of you might need in worship to say, Dad, Dad, Abba, Father, Daddy, God, 
Oh, give me a hug today. Uh, pick me up in your arms. Wrap your everlasting loving arms around me. I need God to hug me every once in a while. Some say if you don't get a hug every day, you're going to end up weird. Amen. We need hugs, glory to God. That's why we have meet and greet. You know, we, sh- we shake hands, we hug, we give high fives. Why? Because everybody needs an embrace every once in a while. And there's healing in love, glory to God. Number two, lifting up hands to God in worship not only is an act of dependency, but it's an act of humility. It's an act of humility. What you're saying is when you're lifting up holy hands, you're saying, God, I am surrendering my life to you. You see, if, if, if you, you know, you know, normally when somebody is being robbed or they got a gun pointing at them, or uh, even when the police is going to take you to, to uh, jail, normally they say, uh, hold, hold up or whatever, and you, and you raise your hands as an act of surrender. It's an act of surrender, and you're surrendering and saying, Lord, I don't have it all in control. I need you to have it in control in my life. So, so, so you're, you're at, what you're saying is, God, as I lift my hands up, I'm letting go and letting God. And that's what we need to be doing. I'm letting go of this stress. I'm letting go of the, the circumstances. I'm letting go of the situations I'm dealing with. And I'm embracing you today. So, so lifting holy hands not only is an act of dependency, but is an act of humility. And number three, lifting hands is revealing that you have victory in Jesus Christ. Somebody say, I have the victory. And so really, you know, the Bible says that God always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. So no matter what you're going through in this life, God always gives us the victory. We always need to be fighting from the point of victory. Glory to God. And so, so lifting up hands shows our dependency, our humility, and our victory in God. So, so I, I love that. Amen. In Psalms 41, 1 and 2... Uh, David is still going through some stuff and he says, Lord, I call upon you. Hurry to me. Listen to my voice when I call to you. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you and the lifting of my hands as an evening offering. This is powerful because you, you say, well, what does lifting of hands do for God? Well, it reveals to God that 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 you're dependent on him, that you're humble uh, that you, you're standing in victory over your problems. But also here, David is saying that when you raise your hands, it's like an evening offering. It's like giving God an offering. Amen. It's not just a physical offering when we give into, you know, when we have offering time of tithes and offerings. But you're actually giving God an offering of worship when you raise your hands. That's, that, that's a powerful offering to give God. So what you're saying is, God, I know I don't feel like raising my hands. I'm tired. I just, want, I just want to just stand here and watch other people praise. I don't feel like praising myself. Have you ever been there? You know, you know praise, even on Sunday morning, it's not just music we listen to. And it is. We, yes, we listen to praise, but we need to get involved in praise. 
We have a worship team that's leading us to worship and praise and worship. And I noticed in my worship team, they got one, they, they're holding a mic. They got another hand raised up. I noticed my worship team is raising their hands. Amen. And, and they're praising and they're on stage and they're praising. But you got you, You're on stage, too. You're you're in the you're in in the audience of one, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so you need to understand that you're on the stage of life and you need to, you know, you need to act like you're excited. If you act enthusiastic, you will become enthusiastic. I read a book one time, how I how I uh, how I became a success through selling. And in one of the chapters, he was a, he, this man was a baseball player. And um, he, he got fired from playing baseball. And, and the coach said to him, he said, the reason why I fire you, because you, the way you run around the bases, you're nonchalant. You don't have any, any zip about you. You're just, and so, so he got hired in a lower baseball team. And then he decided he was going to be the most enthusiastic baseball player he would run as hard as he could to the bases he would he would jump up and down and all that and he ended up being promoted and they, they saw him and he, and he made a difference for the entire team and the entire team won that baseball game and 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 in in the chapter if you act enthusiastic you'll become enthusiastic. in other words start acting your faith say well i don't feel like it well well your feelings will follow your actions can I say that again? Your feelings will follow your actions. So when you say, glory to God, praise the Lord, hallelujah, pretty soon you're just like, yeah, yeah, it is getting better out here. So we say, glory to God, praise the Lord, hallelujah, amen. So, so raising our hands is like giving an offering. You may be in a battle today. You may be dealing with some battles in your life, amen? But, but, but even though you're dealing with battles, I believe raising your hands will help you win the victory. In Exodus 17, Moses was with the children of Israel, and, and Amalek was a group of people that came against Israel. And so Moses had to, had to get his people, and they had to fight Amalek. And so, so Moses... Uh, uh, talked to Joshua, and Joshua was leading the battle against Amalek. And, and Moses said, I'm going to be on top of the mountain praying for your victory. That's what I'm doing. What I'm doing for you guys, besides preaching, I'm praying. And I'm praying for your victory. I'm praying for your success. I'm praying for your blessings. So my job is not only to preach, but it's to pray. And so I'm like Moses, in a sense, I'm going to the mountaintop and I'm praying for you guys. And when I when things are not right in your life, I'm praying that God will invade your life. Glory to God, because I had prayers of a praying mother when I was out in the world doing all the wrong things. The prayers of a praying mama kept me from doing the wrong things. God would block me from doing evil. Is that powerful? And your prayers can block your children from going into evil. I'm preaching to somebody today. That can preach, glory to God. So, 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 so Moses, 
said, I'm going to go on top of the mountain. And it's in Exodus 17, 9 through 13. And, and he was raising his hands with his staff. And as he was raising his hands, they, the, 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 the people of Israel was winning against Amalek. But, but Moses got tired. And his hands started dropping. And when his hands dropped, the people uh, of Amalek started, started to beat the Israelites. They, the Amalek started winning. So, so let's put it this way. When your hands are up, you're winning. Okay, when your hands are down, you're losing. Hands up, winning. Hands down, losing. Can I get a, can I get a witness in the house today? Hands up, you're winning. Hands down. And so this is interesting that his hands were getting heavy. So, so he had two of his, his protege, uh, Aaron, his brother, and her. They came, they put a rock underneath him for him to sit down, and they raised his hands up. And as they raised his hands up, the battle started to change, and the Israelites won, and they beat uh, their enemies, and they had the victory. So what am I saying to you this morning? What I'm saying is, that I'm saying is that we hold each other's hands up when we come to church. We're holding each other's hands up when we come in and we're hugging and we're standing and, we're, and we show up at church and we're saying we're still in the fight. We're holding one another hands up. You're holding my hands up every time you show up at church. Every time I, I, I just feel I, I just feel a little higher, you know. If we only had one person in here, I'd be, I don't know if I'd be preaching as strong. <laughs> Glory to God. But you come in, I'm like, oh, praise God, they made it in today. Praise God, they're in today. Praise God, praise God, Larry made it in today. Amen. Glory to God. And I'm like, praise the Lord. And my hands just keep getting a little higher and a little higher. And, th- and that's why I thank God, you know, thank God for everybody that comes in. But I want to super thank everybody that's on the dream team because they're lifting my hands up as well. Thank God, because if I didn't have a dream team, I'd be doing everything. I'd be playing the wax comb, glory to God, up here. Singing, taking up the offering, running all around. I'd be burned out, glory to God. But thank God that you're lifting up my hands, glory to God. And, and, and you're lifting up one another's hands, glory to God. So, so, so as we worship God, as we give God praise, amen, uh, we are showing our humility. We are uh, showing our dependency. Uh, we are uh, revealing the victory. And as we do this unto the Lord, God will cause the victory to come into each one of our lives. We, we have a responsibility. Say you have a responsibility. And that is to hold up each one of our hands. And when we're holding up each one of our hands, we will have the victory. I work out and I'm closing and, and I have a problem uh, lifting up one of the weights when I'm doing incline uh, bench press with the dumbbells. And so I'm always looking for somebody to help me raise my hand up. Glory to God. So I asked for a spotter. Thank you very much. And I, I, had, I said, man, this left arm, I'm going to have a hard time getting these 200 pounds up. No, I'm kidding. Uh, 50s, I think. Uh, no, 60s, 55s. And, um, and so I said, man, can you help me? And, and the guy helped me bring it up. As long as I can get it up, I can bring it down and bring it up. I just need one lift because this left arm is getting healed. Glory to God. And uh, praise God. And so I'm telling you, I'm dependent 
on other people in my daily task in life. And I'm going to say this, none of you are solo in your faith walk. We all are dependent on one another. And don't ever forget that you need the church and the church needs you. Don't ever forget that. And when we are coming together as a group of people, worshiping God together, lifting up holy hands, we are again demonstrating our humility, our dependency, and our victory in God. Did you receive it this morning? Let us bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness and your love. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for every person here, for those that are watching online and Maybe you've never bowed your knee to Jesus. Maybe you've never asked Jesus to come into your life. Or maybe you're not walking that walk like you need to. Well, today is the day of salvation. You can move into that place of blessing in God just by praying this simple prayer. Just say this after me and mean it in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe You were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org. 